Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. And as you can tell by the snapping of the fingers, it is just after 8 o'clock on a beautiful but smoky Saturday morning here in Seattle in the Northwest. Welcome to Drive Time Radio. I'm your car talking pal, New York Vinny, hanging out with you as we do every Saturday morning, talking cars and the world of automobilia, everything in cars from electrics right on back to uh, Henry Ford's assembly line. And even before that, when uh, Mr. Dialmer uh, invented that um, that uh, engine in Germany that had them cars moving all over the place and still is to this day is cranking out fine automobiles from uh, that beautiful factory. We talk about uh, a lot of different stuff on this show. Mostly cars, 99% cars, but every once in a while we step to the right or to the left and talk about the other things that have gone on. And I just want to, before we go any further, give kudos. I don't know if you got a chance to watch the Major League Baseball crowning achievement of the last 25 years, really, uh, the uh, Field of Dreams game that took place uh, the other night in Iowa between Yankees and the uh, the White Sox. This would have been a classic game if they played it in any stadium in the United States. But the fact that they built this stadium in the cornfield decided wisely to pull on the heartstrings of so many people who have watched that movie, who have identified not just with the baseball theme of that movie, but with the, uh, with the whole play catch with my dad, uh, the relationship between fathers and sons and, and, and so many things uh, that uh, tied into that movie and was able to pull off an event that, I mean, will be remembered by not only baseball fans, but anybody who casually watched that game will remember the game because the emotion was there. It was everything that baseball is supposed to be. It's every, that, that game even though it was a, a, a scenario that was created, was everything that we always, us that, 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 that talk about the Church of Baseball, the place where, you know, it, uh, the buildings, stadiums, the cathedrals, and people go, and, and, and it's not just a game, but it's part of our lives. It's embedded in us, the James Earl Jones speech, it all came through on that night. It all came together. Uh, you, you couldn't have scripted the game better. You couldn't, I mean, to be honest with you, if I was a skeptic, I'd say it was scripted. It was, but it wasn't. It was true. It was pure. It was, it started out as a staged event and finished up as something that touched so many people's heartstrings. It was beautiful. And uh, kudos to Major League Baseball for pulling it off, even though they had to wait a year because of COVID that was originally scheduled to be done last year. And kudos for recognizing how good it was and saying, let's do it again next year. I don't know that next year will be as good as last year or, or, or the one that just passed, I should say, but uh, just to give people an opportunity to go and see it. And if you ever have a chance or are on vacation or have a chance to go to the field of dreams, um, go. 
go and enjoy it and go and, and, and soak it in. You know, it's funny. I took a, a trip across country several years ago and the field of dreams was on my list of places that I wanted to go. And so I went, I was with my ex-wife and we, uh, we included that as part of this uh, cross country trip we had taken uh, to end up in, uh, I mean, it was just one of those, one of those tri you know, trips that a family does at a certain time in their, uh, in their lives. You know, you get in the car and you go. And when we got to Dyersville, when we got to, um, to the Field of Dreams, we pulled up and there was a conflict going on. Uh, because the field that they filmed the movie on is on one person's property. The cornfield and the outfield is on another person's property. And these people couldn't get along. So you literally had a, um, had a dispute going on between these people. They had two separate gift shops, two separate, uh, 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 parking lots and to be honest with you they were not shy about letting you know about the disputes especially the people that own the cornfield now I don't know if since then the whole thing has been resolved it must have been but uh, it was uh, it was disheartening to say the least. Here was this place of harmony, this place of of this special meaning to people that had seen the movie, and there were people there. I mean, there was you know 15, 20, 25 people there when I was there. It had become by that time a major attraction. But I left there. And I remember I wrote this in a Facebook post, I believe, when I left there. That it was said to me that this place of harmony, this, this place of beauty uh, that's in so many people's minds that people come from all over the world to see um, is, is so um, conflicted. Is such a place of conflict, a place of disharmony, a place that um, was really kind of disturbing how these people couldn't get along. And I just, uh, when, I, when I saw that, it just bothered me. It always bothered me. Uh, you know, I went there, like everybody goes there, to find something that doesn't exist. You know, you think maybe your dad's going to walk out of the cornfield. You know, it's only, it's a movie. But it's a movie that touches so many things in us. So many um, things that we want to happen. That it was, a, it was actually a very disappointing trip for me to go there. I remember just being really, really blown away by how bitter these two parties were at each other. This was supposed to be this place of harmony and, and wonder and, and fantasy. And the reality was horrible. I hope that they patched things up. They must have come to some agreement to be able to stage this event if they had. Although I'm sure that, uh, you know, this was... 2007, I believe, or something like that. So I'm sure that they've fixed things up between now and then. Um, and so watching this game on television, for me, knowing this backstory to it, um, you know, it was special because it kind of took away or it gave me a different memory 
of the field of dreams, which again, if you're taking a road trip, and this is how I'll tie it into cars, uh, get there and get there early because the place is swamped with people. Um, it, it's just one of those places that you, that is, it, it's for whatever reason, Uh, people got right. The people who filmed the movie, the people who, I don't know, who, who, who go there to try to find something. Whoever went there to try to find something found it in that game the other night. Whatever it was you were looking for, a good game, a catch with dad, um, a Kevin Costner, <laughs> you know, whether you're a Kevin Costner fan or what, you got it on Thursday night. All right. That's, uh, that's our field of dreams story. And again, it ties into cars because, oh, by the way, I'll tie something else into Dyersville, Iowa, if you're heading that way. If you are a collector of little die-cast cars like I am, for whatever reason, Dyersville, Iowa is like the capital of die-cast cars. I remember going there, and as I was driving, as we were driving through, seeing a sign that said like diecast car show today and for me that was like a oh, point <laughs> going there and leaving with about a hundred dollars worth of diecast cars from this uh i think it was a factory outlet store for one of the diecast car manufacturers Awesome, uh, awesome thing. So I don't think they touched on that in the broadcast, but uh, if, you're, if you're into diecast cars, uh, Dyersville, Iowa is going to be a place that you want to visit as well. Maybe uh, you might not be into baseball, but your field of dreams could be right there at the Ertel um, factory outlet. <laughs> All right. We'll take a quick break here. We're trying to find Jeff Ehuden to see if um, he is around. Maybe he is out of cell phone reach. And we might, uh, but we're uh, efforting to find him. We have, uh, we'll talk a, a lot about a couple of cars this morning that I have driven. Uh, one, the Toyota Sienna minivan, which is what uh, uh, I'm driving this week. And uh, the, uh, really stunning, and when I say stunning, I mean stunningly um, beautiful um, Hyundai Tucson. If you are in the market for a Toyota RAV4 and you're having trouble getting one, you may want to gussy yourself over to the Hyundai dealer and check out the uh, check out the Tucson. Uh, that is, uh, as we will talk about, a great car. So we got that. We'll have a cartoon for you as well coming up on Drive Time Radio right here on KKNW. It's time to winterize. And at Sinclair, that means check. Lubricate, check. Transmission and differential, check. Hoses for leaks, check. Fan belt, check. Drain radiator. And put in Sinclair antifreeze. Change to Sinclair Triple X. The multi-grade motor oil. With nickel added to armor plate your engine against winter wear. Finally, fill up with Sinclair Dino for fast winter starts. Worry about winter? What for? You've got Sinclair winterizing. It's time now. Winterize at the sign of Sinclair. At Sinclair, we care about you, about your car. 
Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. There you go. A little hot rod Lincoln for you. As uh, we work our way through this uh, Saturday morning, it is Drive Time Radio. I am uh, just checking on something right there. And uh, I, I, I am a, a, a little bit off this morning. I don't know why. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll muddle through. Hey, it was Friday the 13th yesterday. Maybe you're still that's feeling a little bit of those effects. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> I, you know, I'm a procrastinator. So uh, for me, you know, today's probably my unlucky day. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't tempt the fates. Nathan, the producer, how are you this morning? Doing pretty well. A little bit smoky out there still, but I can actually see it starting to get some of those offshore winds blowing it eastward and getting better out there good 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 I'm, I'm glad to hear that because it's uh it looks like uh, you know we're, we're all blocked in up here but there's a little ray of sunshine on the uh, house across the way from me here so i'm taking that as a good sign that it's gonna blow out of here at some point and uh, boy yesterday i i mean i basically stayed in the house all day yesterday i was my and it's still uh, you know, when it gets smoky like this, I get uh, raspy. And I mean, I'm already raspy to begin with, but mm-hmm. I get a little, uh, a little, um, uh, you know, irritated in my, uh, in, in my respiratory system. And I think that's actually what's going on with me this morning is that I'm uh, still not 100% back from, uh, from the respiration. I should have a mask on, actually, is probably what I should be doing. Yeah, they're saying to wear those N95 masks because in addition to helping with the pandemic, they also filter out the particles in the smoke and help you breathe fresher air. And they look cool, too. I mean, you know, I mean, let's face it. It gives you a little bit of mystery about who you're talking to. You know, you put that mask on and all you can see is a person's eyes and and, and you really can tell about them through their eyes. Right. But that's why you have a mask that has a picture of your uh, mustache and mouth and nose. So when you put it on, they basically see your face. It just kind of looks funny if you're talking and your mouth's not moving. Yeah. I can't tell you, you know, I have one of those masks. I don't have it. I'm in the car. Uh, but I can't tell you how many people have told me to put on a mask when I've gone in the store. <laughs> and the only the only one that hasn't, well, not the only one that has it, but I went to Costco over in the shoreline. One day, and there was a guy standing at the door. He had the same thing. You know, he, he had gotten a mask with his face on it as well. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I took a picture with the guys. Here we are, the two smartest guys in the Fusion <laughs> Sound, man. We, uh, we knew what we were doing. Uh, we, were, we were capitalizing on the pandemic uh, is what we were doing. Uh, so, Nathan, do you have a question to ask me this week? I do, and I always do each week. Oh, yes. Well, what is that? Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? I'm glad you asked. How how could you possibly have known? I just want to find out. There you go. Um, I am driving the Toyota Sienna minivan. Ah, you say minivan. Ah. You say, uh, thing of the past. Well, no, not really. As um, I was told by the folks at Kia, who make a pretty nifty minivan of their own, uh, don't call it a minivan. This is a multi-purpose people mover. It almost sounds like that song from the 50s. She was a multi-purpose people mover. Um, what was that song? Wild, Blue-Eyed uh, Purple People Leader by Chev Woolley, I believe it was. Um, we, uh, this vehicle, this minivan, uh, this uh, work of work of uh, Toyota uh, to admit that there is a market out there for minivans, and there still is. Uh, you know, SUVs have kind of taken over, but we forget to hark back to the days of uh you know the 90s when the minivan was in its glory and almost everybody if they had a family had one we were uh 
We were one of the families that resisted the minivan. We went with a Honda station wagon back then. And it was, uh, it, it did everything a minivan did. But we didn't need to, you know, we only had one kid, so we didn't need the huge, um, you know, the hugeness of a minivan. That's one thing that these things are. So it's a playroom on wheels. If you have a family, I mean, you know, you got three kids or something like that, two kids, four kids, uh, it's, it becomes a playroom on wheels uh, for those kids. It has the, uh, the screen that comes down and it can watch movies. Uh, there's plenty of space back there. So they're not squeezed in on each other like they would be in the back of a car. Uh, everybody gets their own window, which uh, anybody who grew up in the in the fifties uh, or sixties knows that that's the most important part of growing up. How many of us have been scarred because there was three kids and two windows in the back seat, and that middle seat will, without a doubt, leave scars on people. It will hurt them. It will emotionally mess them up. That. <laughs> They, um, you know, that, uh, that they have to sit in the middle. The fights I used to get into with my sisters because I wanted the window. I felt because I was a man, I was a male, that I was entitled to a window seat. And uh, as my mom and dad so many times over taught me, uh, there's no lease on a, on a window seat in a car. Boy, did we used to have, I mean, I can't tell you, and I know my sister is listening. I can't tell you how many times we fought. I mean, came to vicious fights over the window seat. I'm not getting in the car if I can't sit by the window. <laughs> uh, and I'm sure that anybody who had, you know, three kids in their family, which was the norm back then, um, fought like that because the window seat was the best, was the best place to be. And I'll tell you a little secret about me that you probably shouldn't tell people. I used to get car sick when I was a kid, right? The host of drive time radio used to get car sick. And so, you know, I almost, you know, I almost had to take a, uh, a, 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 um, handicap space there by the window seat. Listen, I get car sick. I'm going to puke all over you. Then I hear you, uh, Marianne, move over. So <laughs> let, let me sit by the window. Oh, man. Um, anyway, so you don't have that problem with the Sienna minivan. It has plenty of room. It has, you know, it's option to the hilt. It uh, is a hybrid. I think all the Siennas this year are hybrids. So it's good on gas. It has limited electric capability. I think it, it'll go uh, 10 miles or so. I'll have to check on the exact number, 10 miles or so uh, as an EV only, which, you know, if you're running down to the store and back, that's a pretty good thing. Uh, it, uh, it, you know, it rides nicely on the highway. It's uh, spacious and roomy and easy to drive. Uh, it's, it has a sport mode. I don't know what, what that's going to do for you. Um, but I'll play it today. I'll put it in sport mode. And see what that does. I suspect it, you know, gives you a little more power, tightens up the suspension a little bit. Maybe it's good for going a light off-road use because with the all-wheel drive, you want to, um, you know, you want to be able, and I think that's one of the advantages of the Sienna over the other minivans. I don't know that anything else comes in an all-wheel drive. Maybe the uh, Chrysler does now. Maybe the uh, the Pacifica, which which has become kind of the gold standard for minivans. Chrysler did not deny that there were minivans, and they built a pretty good one. So <clears throat> that's what the Toyota, excuse me, 
it's measured up to right now. It used to be the other way around, uh, but you got the Honda Odyssey, you got the Toyota Sienna, you got the Chrysler Pacifica is uh, basically what you have out there. Oh, and, uh, and the Kia, uh, it, which is what you have out there in, in minivans. And they are, uh, each one of them stands on its own merits. They're all really good vehicles, safe vehicles, which is what your consideration probably is when you drive one of these things is how safe is it. But uh, the Toyota Sienna is, um, is really well put together. Uh, gives you a good, strong feeling, and we'll be testing it out this week, uh, taking it on a bit of a drive to get a feeling of exactly what is, uh, you know, what, what, you know, it's always hard to say which one is the best in a category. There are certain things that each car offers that the other might not. I mean, I don't know, does anybody go out and buy a Chrysler Pacifica? Because of the vacuum that's self-contained in the in the car. So you can tell the kids, get back while would you get back there and vacuum that car out while you're look at that mask you put macaroni and cheese in the windowsill, in the window uh, gems. <laughs> I pity the guy at the at the car lot when they trade in these minivans who has to clean these things, the detail person who has to clean these cars up. I can only imagine what is found under the seats and in the door jams and in the window uh, regulators of these different vehicles. Oh man, I would not, I bet you you find like a hunk of macaroni and cheese under that. It's been there since 2010. About two days, I could never quite get that stink out of the car. Anyway, that's what I'm driving this week. A beautiful um, insurance insurance company brown, because when I worked in insurance, most of the people wore brown suits that were the color of this car. Uh, an insurance company brown Toyota Sienna minivan, great car. And uh, we'll be putting it through its paces uh, today and tomorrow up on the uh, Joe Ricci Memorial course and give it a, uh, you know, we'll give it a, a, a review coming up here uh, next week. All right. It's uh, a little past 830 as we work our way up. Lots of good stuff going on. When we come back, we'll have our cartoon for you as well as uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, one of the premier automotive events in the world uh, that is uh, going on right now, the uh, concourse at Monterey and uh, down in Pebble Beach and uh, how that is faring uh, this uh, fine, beautiful day uh, where uh, hopefully it, uh, I know that it's a little strange they canceled the new york auto show and there's a little strangeness around car events right now uh should they have them should they not have them uh with uh covid ranging once again around this country but uh, we'll talk about that coming up here um on drive time radio i'm new york Vinny. thank you so much for listening no matter how you say it, cruce con la verde, en el medio pierde. It always means the same thing. Attraversate soltanto al segnale verde, mai nel mezzo della strada. Cross at the green, not in between. Geht darüber de gas, nur denn wenn es green, nicht ergeht zwischen den Mitten vom Block. It means cross at the corner. Never in the middle of the block. Don't walk until the light turns green. Always cross at corners where motorists expect you and where you can see them. Cross at the green, not in between. In any language, it's a way of life.
Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Use your eyes to look up. Use your ears to hear. Walk up to the corner when the coast is clear. And wait, and wait until you see the light turn green. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Talk radio that will get you thinking. Alternative Talk 1150. All right, quick, your drive time radio Saturday morning, New York. Benny hanging out with you as we do uh, every week on our little uh, swinging soiree of uh, cars and music and opinion and so on and so forth. Uh, it seems like we have made contact with our good friend Jeff Ehuden, who joins us every week uh, as he is out on the road raising money for Parkinson's disease research through um through drive toward a cure.org it's a wonderful organization that's working toward uh, the eradication of parkinson's disease through research and allows you to get involved in that course simply in that course simply by going to the website um, drive toward a cure.org and uh seeing as the various ways uh, including taking a road trip raising money by miles it's still not too late we have a month left in uh, road trip in uh, labor day weekend just about a month a little less than a month away and uh, lots of people uh, still heading out on the road including jeff jeff good morning where art thou good morning many sorry about that i am uh, deep in the ozark so uh I try to spot that um, that work. I tell you, the biggest big thing on the road often is finding service. So uh, I am uh, up at Gunner Pool Recreation Area up in the Ozarks. Beautiful spot, um, and I'm sort of making my way towards the Tail of the Dragon right now. Oh man, the Tail of the Dragon! What a what an enjoyable. Um... Now, I don't know. I, I went in the fall. So I figured there wouldn't be as much traffic. And I was right. There wasn't uh, as much traffic as you would find in the summer. Uh, but for those who don't know, Taylor the Dragon is, what is it, uh, 85 turns in, in four miles or something like that. Something it's it's like an incredible that, yeah. piece of road. Yeah. So I don't think I'll hit it today, but I guess I'll get across a good amount of um, – Getting into the Blue Ridge, um, doing that, and then for me, hitting a friend in, um, maybe hitting a friend in, in North Carolina, I'm not sure, but definitely hitting a friend in Virginia, and then back on. Getting kind of ready. You're, so you're on the, uh, on kind of the last leg of your trip, huh? Yeah, I mean, you know, to be honest with you, you know, being on the East Coast feels like being on the East Coast, you know. Um, the trip was was different and amazing. Much more, um, much, a lot of time to think and a lot of time to think about things. So I thought about my, my dad a lot. I thought about, about my brother passed and my mom passed a long time ago. And, um, and it really was, um, it really was useful as, and do the simple things, you know, show up at a site, find a good site, show up at a site, cook it over the fire. Um, I did uh, did some pork wine with fresh plantains and uh, a couple other stuff. Um, and uh, and I uh, did all that, in, you know, over the fire. And, and the one thing you really need when you want to go road camping, which is one of those... Um, baking uh like a baking pie dish you know what i mean Not, uh, yeah yeah there was a time and I think that. Might, there you go yeah yeah we, we there was a time when if you bought a pie you got one of those dishes and you kept it nowadays you you don't get them anymore but uh those those metal pie dishes are indispensable for camping uh, and for being on yeah. the road you gotta have one with you yeah, just uh, you know, just they, they clean right up and all that. Speaking of which, 
finally got a chance. So um, finally got a chance to clean the truck, and I did. I used some of the mother's um, uh, conditioner on the seats. <clears throat> I needed to get it to get some cleaner, and um, and so the seats, the cowskin leather seats, came back really nicely. Truck was beautiful. Uh, I'm going to take some shots because I was really surprised how well. Actually, with that mother's conditioner, um, smells and this leather smell came back, which I like. But then, and mothers for, for people who may be listening, if you sign up for the uh, 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 the drive toward a cure, and you, uh, I, I think uh, you have to have a minimum pledge of a hundred bucks, but I think they send you like a hundred fifty bucks worth of mothers' um, uh, uh, cleaning products, which are some of the best out there. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're really good. I've used a lot of the stuff. There's the bug cleaner. Coming across Oklahoma, I mean, the front of my uh, truck looked like a, you know, a uh, Gettysburg battlefield, you know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I can't imagine, you know, I've done this a couple of times on bikes, and uh, but different routes and all that. I don't remember that many bikes, but this is the year of Dakota, so. Yeah, so that was good. Um, you know, getting the truck clean uh, was nice and kind of seeing it back in a little bit better shape. Um, just got a lot of rain last night. Got probably, I mean, just a deluge all night. A bunch of campers around me, folks in tents, gave up and jumped into their cars. And, you know, it was uh, one of those nights. So. What's the, Jeff, what is the, um, and we're talking to Jeff Ehud, who joins us each week uh, through the, uh, our good friends at drivetortocure.org. Has there been any person that you've met on this trip? Uh, one of the things I love about being on the road is that you meet people, you talk to different people, you spend some time, um, you know, talking to people. I ran into a bunch of model rocketeers saw flights a couple of weeks ago, spent an hour talking to them about what they did and why they were out there. Did, did you run into anybody on this trip that uh, impressed you or, or that you spent some time talking to that, that you didn't know before that you, you know, that you uh, either maybe struck up a friendship with or, or learned something from or just some, somebody that you thought was was really groovy? Yeah, no question. Um, back in, um, back at Yellowstone, we were watching the wolves. Um, there was a guy. Do you know? Have you ever run into Winston Goodfellow? The name sounds familiar, uh, as yeah, that name would probably sound. Yeah, so he's an automotive journalist. I'd say probably plus more. Um, I ran into a guy named Mike who doppelganger i literally thought it was winston and those people know know that uh he's a different guy but but beard voice and he was um a a real authority um on the wolves where they were kind of what their tendency where it was and um then a um a photographer lisa helm from texas and um and and us three sort of became a little crew um and would meet there and and you know swap notes and lisa had just an incredible camera so you could really see and really dial in uh much better than we could into what was going on and and they were um they're people that i'll be i'll be keeping in touch with you know through the rest of uh we've already emailed and all that and we're gonna a couple of people who were there going to swap photos and stuff that they had. So it's a real um, sort of camaraderie, which, again, Drive to Cure is, is very much about that um, that type of camaraderie. And it was it was great. I, I probably, I hope to be speaking to both of them, you know, for years to come. Yeah, I, I think that's the, the, one of the cool things about being on the road is sometimes you spend, you know, you say hello to somebody in a rest stop or something like that or in a diner or something like that. And you wind up having, you know, an intense uh, five-minute conversation with somebody, or you can spend a day with somebody, and yeah. and it gets you. The road gets you out of yourself. It's it's so funny because it's the ultimate. If you're traveling alone, it's the ultimate solitaire where you can, uh, you know, um, think about things as you said, and 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 remember things and kind of get your head straight. But it's also this really great 
opportunity to talk to people and, and to learn something uh, from complete strangers. It's, it's really that, that. I mean, that's part of what I love about it so much. Yeah, no, you can't. You, and, and so many people talking about asking about the truck. Um, people have two questions about the truck, the license plates. Am I really from New York? Um, but, but then the stickers and kind of what's going on with it. And I'm able to talk about, you know, what we're trying to do with drive toward a cure. Um, a lot of people taking a picture of the, um, QR code. So hat tip to Mark Davidson for, uh, for getting all that. These, um, the stickers on the truck. Cause a lot of people, you know, um, and they said that they had a family member that had Parkinson's or was kind of getting into it, you know, it's starting to, to, to really show time. So, um, you know, yeah, it's good. I love that part of it. You know, I haven't spent a lot of time in restaurants or bars. Not really what I'm into. Um, may change that, but, but, uh, but, um, yeah, no, it's beautiful. You know, and the thing is that all the divisions really in Idaho, but, um, and I'm in the South now, but, but you know, it's funny. Uh, you know, you talk about, yeah, I helped a guy move his, um, his toe behind back into a spot when I was uh, in New Mexico. And, you know, I got a lot of stairs in this truck that, um, that, that aren't really what I do, but we got along just fine, you know, that's what seems like is that this uh you know the earth and and uh and a, and a beautiful swimming hole brings everyone together and, and and suddenly you know we're all we're all a little less divided so well it's really uh it, it's been fun following you along i know we'll talk to you next week uh so be safe out there and again if folks Thanks, want sir. to learn more about about uh, the uh, Drive Toward a Cure, you can go to the website. It's uh, very simple, drivetowardacure.org. You can uh, learn more about Jeff and his ride, how you can uh, uh, volunteer, how you can help out uh, in his quest, or you can start your own quest if you're going on vacation this month. Uh, rack up some miles to help uh, fund research for Parkinson's disease, to find a cure uh, for this disease. Jeff, take care. Thank you so much. And uh, now we uh, will jump into our, all right, be good, be safe, Jeff. Uh, Jump into our cartoon of the week. It is uh, a cover of one of my favorite Beach Boys songs done by a group uh, and it's out of North Carolina. It's a father, it's a father and daughter group with a bunch of old guys and a bunch of young women. They call themselves foxes and fossils. Uh, they are, I believe, an internet sensation. They have uh, millions of views uh, for their songs. They do cover versions and, and do them uh, as well uh, uh, as the originals. So why don't we listen to Don't Worry Baby. It's a cartoon of the week from Foxes and Fossils. There you go. It's Foxes and Fossils here on uh, Drive Time Radio, our uh cartoon of the week we do it every saturday morning don't worry baby taking a page from the beach boys songbook if you want to find out more about foxes and fossils they do some incredible incredible cover versions of the hits that you know and love uh, uh, their version of we got to get you a woman the todd rundgren song uh from the uh, from the 70s um is is one of the best cover versions of anything uh, I've ever heard. It's really a spectacular, uh, and they do it in a, in a uh, <laughs> they're out in a park and on a patio outside a bar doing it. Also, uh, some other stuff that they do live, uh, but their studio stuff as well is really spectacular, and if you, uh, if you like that music and want to hear a little bit of a different interpretation on it, um, Foxes and Fossils is a great place to go. It's all there on YouTube. You can find it uh, there, just uh, search foxes and fossils. There's also that stuff of Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young is, uh, is is off the charts. Good. It's just great uh, music uh, done, uh, you know, by uh, some great vocalists. Foxes and fossils. All right, it is uh, coming up here on eight fifty, eight fifty one actually. So 
we will uh, take a real quick break here and then come back and give you our uh, review of uh, the week on Drive Time Road Test coming up right here on Drive Time Radio. It's new. It's new. It's new. The new, new 62 Lark by Studebaker. With big car comfort at compact prices. New, highest, widest doors of all. New, big, sofa-soft, deep padded seats. New, thick, rich pile rugs and flat flush floors with no trip over sill. New, lock limousine, stretch out room, big car comfort at a compact price. New, giant lock trunks, almost 17 cubic feet of cargo space. New, big 15 inch wheels give you new riding comfort and surprise. New, fresh styling in the big, wide, wonderful line of marks from Studebaker. Walking your talk? Take us with you. The KKNW app makes streaming our programming easy on your phone or tablet. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes, take us with you on the app. Go to uh, 1150.com or your uh, app store and you can find us there. This week, uh, we are... Taking a look at the 2022 Hyundai Tucson, which, oh, by the way, uh, just received one of the top safety pick awards, which makes it, I believe, the perfect car. There is nothing not to like about the 2022 Hyundai Tucson. Uh, this is a redesign. Uh, that is uh, visually spectacular and technically makes a vehicle that was already a good vehicle much better. And when you talk about uh, packed with stuff in a, in a vehicle, uh, the Hyundai Tucson really uh, takes you to a, to a place where uh, everything you want and need in a vehicle is in this, um, this 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 small SUV. Uh, it, it, as a matter of fact, if you start to look at the reviews on these things, and I always look at other people's reviews just to just to see what other people are saying. Uh, you go to Car and Drive and I give it a nine out of ten. U.S. News and World Report, which is one of my favorites, uh, gives it a nine out of ten, and you get a seven point nine out of ten from Edmonds. So I don't know what, what was wrong with it that Edmund saw. This is like a unanimous choice to the Hall of Fame. What did you see that you didn't like in this car? It is a just a great vehicle as you look at it from the outside. You walk around, and the Hyundai people have really come up with designs for their vehicle, which set them apart from everything else. You know, a lot of times you could put a Santa Cruz. Uh, or a, a, a you know a, a, you know any SUV little SUV next to another little SUV and you can't tell the difference. You know you put a Tucson next to uh, a Santa Fe is what I meant to say uh, next to and except for the size you can't tell the difference. You put the Kia counterparts in there, the Chevy one, the Ford one. There's not a lot of difference. Hyundai has uh, taken given their designers free reign and said go out there and create something go out there and put a line here go out there and put some bolsters in the side of this car some lines to make it look different in the parking lot and visually appealing so if you're one of those people like me that sees a car as more than just utility the hyundai tucson uh is it there's not a um a thing left unturned on this car from the front fascia design uh, that has the headlights down low and uh, the grill prominent with LED lights in the grill uh, that give it a distinct look for anything else at night to the looking at the uh, the chrome accent strip and Hyundai is not afraid to use a little bit of chrome that runs along the roof line, curves around in the seat pillar, and comes back to the uh, the belt line of the vehicle. 
uh, to the taillights that have a distinct look at night about them um, that uh, look like nothing else out there. You will be able to tell your Tucson from everything else in the parking lot. As far as the interior, it does everything that you ask it to. It's comfortable. The riding and the driving position is good. It folds that the seats fold down and give you a large volume of space. So whether you're driving kids around or you're hauling stuff from the uh, lumber yard or, uh, or the Costco or whatever, there is plenty of space. Uh, some of the thoughtful things on this car is the tailgate that uh, is a power tailgate. You hit it with the key fob or the, uh, the little levers in the back that let you drop the rear seat down without having to walk around and drop it. Uh, so everything in this car, uh, the safety features, the safety package, uh, the rideability, it's got plenty of power. It has a great transmission and shifts. It has a sport mode. It really stands, uh, I think, head and shoulders uh, above everything else in its class. You know, the RAV4 is the car that people love right now. Um, the RAV4 Prime, you can't get one. Uh, but I suspect that once people start looking at this Tucson, that uh, Toyota is going to be figuring out how they build it. Instead of Hyundai figuring out how they build a RAV4, I think Toyota will be figuring out how they build a Tucson. It's that good. All right, that's going to do it. Uh, by the way, uh, the Tucson I drove was 34000 bucks, and well, well worth it. That'll do it for another edition of Drive Time. We thank you so much for um, uh, participating in the show. By the way, you can go to uh, Haggerty.com if you want to watch the proceedings down at Pebble Beach. They have all the information there for you about uh, Pebble Beach and the concourse, the elegance that is going on down there. That's it. That's a wrap. We will see you next Saturday morning if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise right here on 1150 KKNW and on Facebook. Bye-bye.